What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast that is presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. My name is Mitch, and I'm one of your regular hosts that you hear every single week. And who do I have with me today? I got my co-host. Well, you got Kyle next to you. Kind of. And, uh, well, kind of, but who, who do I got above him on the Skype screen? Uh, well, technically, you are on my video, but I'm okay, assuming it's me, so it's, <laughs> hi, it's Boozy. I knew that wasn't going to work. <laughs> nope. yep. I, uh, I think our orders are all fucked. I yeah. felt that falling apart as I was saying it. I was like, wait a minute. Still don't understand how yeah. Skype works. But... You meant well. You meant well. Yeah. Either way, we are The Terror Table. We're a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies every single week. Um, if you're tuning in for the first time, that is weird, but welcome. Uh, we are currently in... Well, it's just... This is a weird... How one. welcoming. Like, well, it's 180, 185... I think there's 185 or 186. But yeah, we got tons of great episodes in the backlog. Uh, we d- started our new Universal Monster series last week. Uh, in which we brought on our friend Daniel Epler of the Cobwebs podcast to talk about the Wolfman. And this week we are continuing that trend uh, with Boozy's pick, Dracula, from 1931. Uh, But joining us today, very special guest, first-time guest, we have our friend and uh, fellow teabag, Bevan Boychuk. Welcome to the show, Bevan. Hi. Hello. Well, thank you for calling me an honored guest and a friend. I feel greatly appreciated today. And a teabag. Yeah, don't forget and a tea bag. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. So my assumption was that like the fans of the show were tea bags, and you guys were like master tea baggers or something like that. What so are the bags? I thought. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just bags. <laughs> Honest, yeah. I don't know the semantics of it all. I know it just it's something we didn't that kicked think that off. Far ahead. I think it kicked <laughs> off like episode three, and then it just kind of continued forever but uh for sure yeah bevan you're on here for a plethora of different reasons but one of them being uh you chose this series for us you've been recommending us do a universal monster series uh for a while now and i had told boozy to tell you tell him to hold off we're doing that in october i want to do that in october um but you've been patient for you so many times yeah (laughs) but guess what we we've now done two back-to-back bevan series because you also chose kid-friendly horror so (laughs) which is which is funny because when you guys were announcing the kid-friendly one you're like this is bevan's recommendation and i assumed it was going to be the monsters the universal monsters (laughs) having complete having completely forgotten about recommending the child-friendly stuff yeah well you're welcome you get both of them now excellent yeah so um yeah, I guess we'll just pretty much get into the show, and you know the format of how things work here. You, you've been listening to the show. Um, I don't know how long it's been. It's been. I, I feel like it's been under a year, but also this year. For, absolutely, has... it it's been. Uh, I think it was like springtime. The first episode I downloaded was um, fuck. What's the Paris Hilton movie? Wax House. Was it House of Wax? House of Wax. House of Wax. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did how did you find us? Yeah. If how? Let me asking. Uh, I went through like a weird spell where I was like, I want to support everything local. And I found the Saskatchewan podcast network on, uh, on Instagram. And they just shared that episode that Holy week. Shit. And that's how I found it. You yeah. got something it, out of it. It works. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, that's a, dude, that is, that is a huge endorsement. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. That's, we got that's, one. We did that's it. Actually, that's actually, that's, that's no, that's absolutely zero disrespect to the Saskatoon, uh, the Saskatchewan podcast network. But yeah. this is the, uh, this is the first time that we've had, have someone come on and say that they heard of us from there. But, uh, we have had the chance to interact with a ton of awesome people 
through that network. Um, but that's awesome that that's how you found out about us. And that makes you feel, been, sorry, sorry, I just have to say that makes you feel really good because usually we have like a lot of like our longtime tea bags who were there before I was there. But you are. You came in when Kyle came in. You're a, you're a tea bag when during the Kyle era, which you know. Yeah, what are you trying that to was, do here, Kyle? I think that was actually the episode where you were like formally uh, introduced as like a brand new co-host. I think. Yeah. What I'm tr- what I'm trying to say is like sometimes I feel a little left out. I'm like, oh man, all these people sure. are from like four years ago, and I don't, you know, I know them now, but like Boozy and Mitch have like sucked their dicks before, but I haven't yet. Right. So, yeah, you do- <laughs> Yeah, and no, like, it, it, it's true, though. Kyle, this is so forthcoming of you. And now it's just kind of like, <laughs> great, now we all can suck Bevan's dick. This is great, you know? Like, <laughs> Excellent. Here we are. That's awesome. Well, that's super good to know. Um, so, uh, <laughs> that well, is that, super good yeah. <laughs> While we're on the topic, are you... He's talking to you, bud. It's not me. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't hear the question. Uh, um, are, you, are you circumcised? Uh, for the record, I, I will answer this with <gasps> a... It's on uh, record, guys. ...an almost near quote... Um, it, it is good with a hood. Yes. Yes. Oh All right. Yes. So we got another. We got an even my table. Guy. My Boozy, guy. you look confused. Boozy, I do have foreskin to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. It was the way that it, the way that Mitch responded was like, I was like, why are you on his team? Like, I, I knew right away. Yo, yeah. no. Honestly, at this point, Bevan, you're my guy. Like, that's be honest. Like, it's a You're fun. new. You got a hood. You're, 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 you Kind of felt I have like. a feeling that's going to be changing. Yeah, we haven't if talked. I have Kyle. a say in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but we, yeah, well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that and what we've been seeing and everything. But we were originally going to do an episode on Hubie Halloween. Um, don't know if that's going to be happening. Uh, but let's just talk about what we've been up to and what we've been seeing. But let's start off with Bevan, though. Bevan, our, so you've been a loyal listener. You share like all of our posts, and that's much appreciated. We really appreciate the support. Um, but like you listen, to, it seems like you listen to every episode. Are you a fan of horror? I or do. You just like me a lot. Uh, <laughs> Specifically, well, Mitch. I uh, yeah, just I I do love Mitch, and when it comes to horror, I like I like the idea of horror more than I like horror itself. Basically, if like a horror movie doesn't scare me, I'm usually disappointed by it. Oh, like okay. I have so high expectations going in. That. Yeah, like I don't like you guys kind of love the genre as well and you appreciate it as an art form whereas i'm looking for the scare so i don't You're just trying to use it poor because i have my girlfriend she has uh severe anxiety but every like six months she goes through a phase of wanting to be scared by horror movies before it becomes too much for her and luckily for me and this episode she just went through this phase so i actually have a huge list of movies we've just watched yes, yes that's perfect awesome time for a phase <laughs> Yeah, that anxiety yeah. phase, that's kind of what keep. well, it's one of the things that kept me around here, really, as I'm someone who, I have, like, a bunch of anxiety issues, and that's something that uh, stems back from my love of horror. It's always been something that I use to, you know, cope with my anxiety and depression and stuff, like, along those lines, not to get too heavy right off the bat. Right, yeah. Uh, but it is, like, it's a nice, it's a fun release, and it's a good, safe release. Uh, so that's cool that uh, to hear that your your girlfriend does the same thing. Um, so 
like what do you have like your earliest memory of horror like what's like the first movie that scared the shit out of you i knew this question was coming um and i thought i've been thinking about it for like the last two weeks my earliest (laughs) known memory of horror is i went to go see queen of the damned in theaters in grade six and i'm sure i must have seen something before that i just don't know what it was i was raised by my grandmother who is very catholic uh, so she wasn't showing me horror movies growing up. So no. it was basically like those junior high years where I like first found it and, and went forward with it. Um, and nowadays I'm just like a, a mainstream horror guy. So like I see all the major stuff, whatever Netflix is pushing that month, but I don't really go seek out the indie stuff like you guys. Do you remember what the last thing that you saw was that like scared scared you quite a bit? Well, the most recent thing that I watched that I found scary was, well, The Conjuring 2. Like, that's probably my favorite horror franchise is The Conjuring. And okay. uh, number two isn't as scary as number one, but, like, it gets you sometimes. Obviously, yeah. like, the Crooked yeah, Man's a pretty terrifying villain. Yeah, yeah. so I guess that. I guess some of my favorite ones are, like, The Conjuring, obviously. Uh, Insidious, I like quite a bit. Uh, Sinister. Is that the one with Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, shout out Ethan Hawke. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and then... What else is there? I like, I like, uh, oh my God. Nightmare on Elm I like a lot. Annabelle. Oh, actually, I just watched that whole trilogy like two weeks ago. What Um, do you think of that trilogy? Uh, it has its moments. It's, they're fine. They're good movies, I guess. I don't put them in like an elite category by any means, but I'm not offended by them either. Yeah. The second one scared the shit out of my girlfriend. I know that much. I love that movie. The second one. Oh, oh, at the the farmhouse? Yeah, I think that's the scariest yeah, yeah. one of the three. Uh, the third yeah, one we was pretty to, fun, too. Did we go to see that in theaters? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. Okay. Annabelle yeah. Creation, is that that one? Yeah, I love that one. That's It's directed by David F. Sandberg. Yeah, shout out, shout out. I love David F. Sandberg. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> cool, the man. That stands for fun. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into what we've been up to and what we've been seeing in general now that people have a kind of an understanding of who Bevan is. Um, I know, well, I guess we can offer a short little story here. Boozy was saying that he saw you nearly die once because we've never met in person. You're, you technically live in Saskatchewan, but you live in Regina. So that's two yeah, hours away hours from, from us. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. For people uh, who are like listeners abroad and whatnot. For I sure, feel like yeah. Bevan can do a better job of telling the story of how he nearly died. I was just a witness for it. Well, I can probably tell you up to like when it happened, and then after that, it's pretty fuzzy. Okay, I'll, I'll fill in. I'll fill in the rest. Okay. So, uh, long story short, you guys have had multiple uh, pro wrestlers on this show. Uh, what Mitch Clark, love us. Michael Clark, Cheetah Bear, yeah, uh, and then then myself, Brett Evans, and so but Evans. Brett Evans. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you said your name is Butt Evans. I was like, what? Oh, I'm, I'm surprised no one ever called me that, though. That's actually Butt like, Evans. Odd, oddly hey, clever. Butt Evans. <laughs> you stinky butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was uh, I was doing this show. I was in this match. It was a, a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Yeah. Uh, with this, with oddly a married couple. Was It was a triple threat match with me and this husband and wife couple. But they weren't mm. married at the time, were they? Well, they were together. I don't know if they'd had the wedding or not. No, but they they did. No, they did like a proposal at the show. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. Um, oh, you you missed that part. Never mind. I yeah. I, I guess, guess that part was left out. Yeah. I must have. But I remember like because in this feud with these two, I would all often refer to them as domestic abuse. 
uh, because they would beat each other up on the shows. But anyway, in this, t- in this table sliders and chairs match, uh, this woman who considered herself to be a, a very strong woman went to powerbomb me through a table. And instead of my from the body top going rope. through it, from the top rope, and instead of my body going through it in a very safe manner, uh, just my head went through the table and I folded up in half and I had a concussion and that took me out of the ring for a year. And oh, yeah, and Boozy Dude. was there apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, you, like I have a video of it from Snapchat somewhere, but like you can hear his, his head hit that and then everyone was instantly, you killed Brett. Like everybody, <laughs> oh the, the ref, That's the ref is freaking man. out. Jesus Christ! And then I remember the spots- it, it hurt so fucking much. Like my head exploded. Dude, and everyone heard oh my that, God. clearly. And that's that's what I don't like about becoming friends with wrestlers now, is like, for example, like, uh, I, I only got to know, like, we become, I become really good friends with uh, Mitch Clark now. And so the first time I went to the wrestling match, like, I, I didn't know much about wrestling. I barely knew Mitch at all. So I was like, oh, whatever, this is just super fun, whatever. Next time I go, I'm seeing Mitch get, like, fucking thrown around, and he's throwing the other guy around, whatever. Uh, but it looks like he's getting his actual ass kicked. And I'm like, man, is Mitch okay? It looks like he threw his head through a, like, it looks like he's taking a major beating. And I asked him after the show, I'm like, are you okay? Like, he's like, oh yeah, that's called wrestling. Like, he's like, I'm <laughs> supposed to look like I'm getting hurt. But he's like, but he wasn't hurt. But obviously freak accidents like that happen sometimes. That's scary. Good God. I don't want to see Bud Evans yeah. get hurt. No. Okay, so after that <laughs> happened, there was a bunch of spots that I'm sure you guys had planned, but because you were, like, so out of it, these two had to try and call it on the fly, and it was really weird, and then at the end of the match, they did a proposal, like, the guy proposed to the girl, but then she threw him off the ladder, and that was the end of the match. I don't know, oh, it was That weird. sounds kind of fire to me, I don't know about you. But, but yeah. like, it, it, really, it really took away from the fact that we thought you were dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. You wanted an update. And we were kind of worried because there was two Bretts in this federation all the time, and we fucking hated the other guy. Oh, that Brett was, Morgan. Uh, Brett Morgan, yeah. There's, there's like an ongoing joke where like me and like six other people, if we saw him, we would just kept saying "fuck you" till he walked away, just because he was, because <laughs> he was such a dirty heel. Like it, it was great. It was- I think the most I know about Pokemon, or sorry, the most I know about wrestling is the Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. There's a Pokemon called Incineroar, and he's kind of like a wrestler. So. That's pretty much all I can add to this. Machamp is kind of a wrestler. Yeah, that's true. We grew up on different sides of the track here. (laughs) Yeah, but Kyle, don't don't forget about Halucha, the Lucha Libre Eagle. (gasps) How could you forget? Kyle and and Devin are... My man. Kyle's got hearts in his eyes today. Yo, I wish I could have like the Snapchat filter going on right now. Halucha fucking kicks ass too. Shout out Halucha. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, Shout out Halucha. What have you guys been up to? Who wants to start talking about what we've been watching in this October? Spooky season. Who's been watching stuff? Come on, Kyle. Come on, Okay, Kyle. I can go. I actually watched something this week. Hell Let's yeah. hear it, boy. I watched something. I'm going to hold it up to the camera so you guys can see. It's Ooh, a Blu-ray. We did an episode on this movie. First. I watched. Not only did I watch a movie, but I watched you it on it. Blu-ray. So mm-hmm. fake. Growth. Right, guys. Hey, and and to be fair, Kyle, I'm taking your side on this one because that is a movie that we have reviewed on the show. You're, he's holding up. Uh, is that not Park Chan Wook? It, yeah, yeah, it's Park Chan Wook. Yeah, yeah uh, Park Chan Wook's Thirst, and uh, Boozy had watched that whole movie 
on with YouTube. no dialogue. I, I have to bring that All up. All right. I, yeah, so I'll get into this. So I've, I've owned this. Lucy couldn't get the subtitles to work. <laughs> I'll get there. I watched so, it still. I, uh, I've had this Blu-ray for about a year now, actually. And I've seen clips of it on YouTube. <laughs> Like boozy, but a little bit different. Uh, but I've never actually watched the the thing all the way through. So I was, I've been meaning to watch this for like I don't know a couple of years now at least because I love Old Boy. I love the Vengeance like trilogy in general. I don't know if you guys have seen Park Chan Wook's. I guess it was his last feature, The Handmaiden. That movie's fucking amazing. Um, we did an Old Boy episode, of course, as well. I wasn't out there for that one though. But uh, so yeah, I finally sat down and watched Thirst, and this movie is just absolutely my shit i loved this movie so much for some people i think generally speaking the biggest complaint might be that it's too long i think that's probably something people will think but i think this movie has a lot of fucking stuff going on in it that it kind of needs the time to like at least attempt to flesh a lot of those things going out for those who don't know what this movie is it's it's a vampire movie so i thought it would be fitting to watch this with dracula that was my double feature kyle really appreciate that kyle yeah, really appreciate the, the, the you effort really you put went there. above and beyond. Right there. <laughs> the least I could do. I do that for all, this is for all the haters. This one's for all the haters. <laughs> I also, I, I also wish, uh, I wish you could have been there for that episode because our friend Jason Hamill, he loves that movie, and he was the one who brought it. He wanted to do an episode on that film, and me, Boozy, and Jason did it, and Jason's the only one who liked it. Yeah, well, that was the thing. So I listened to the episode you guys did on Thirst just to see oh, what boy. you guys thought about it. And what well, did you think of pre pre Kyle Terror Table? How do well, you feel was, about that? Honestly, it just feels different. It just right. kind of made you want to quit. Hey, just hits different. Well, <laughs> yeah. when you guys started getting into some really hot topics or some hot takes on a whitewashing, that's kind of when I knew things were different. But I won't get into I don't, that. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. We won't dwell on that right now. Um, anyway, whitewashing it in a Korean movie. I'm just not even going to get into it right okay. now. But <laughs> let's just say Ghost in the Shell. I don't know. Anyways, oh, um, yeah, terrible. terrible I liked terrible. that movie. Yeah, I oh, know you horrible, did. Horrible, horrible. Um, horrible but in terms movie. of your guys' thoughts on Thirst, like Mitch, you weren't necessarily negative. You just kind of said like it just wasn't for you. Like you liked the movie, but it just wasn't for you. I think I need fair. to watch it again. I think it's I one that I saw. I think Man. I saw it at the. Well, of course you don't remember. You did, you weren't watching with dialogue, Boozy. <laughs> I, I, I didn't have the option. <laughs> Mitch, I have to admit, man, I think you're right. If you watch this again, I think you would like it. Like, just going off what kind of shit I know you fuck with, I think you would fuck with this, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make any sense that I wouldn't love it, because I love vampire films. I love Park Chan-wook. So, like, it makes no sense that I wouldn't love it. But I think it might have just been one that I just didn't watch it at the right time. Man, this thing took me for a trip. I mean, Caitlin Santa watches, and Caitlin fucking loved it, by the way. She was totally yeah. enamored by this. And I, we were like we were both uncomfortable and laughing at the same time. And as far as I'm concerned, that's how I know this thing was successful. Like, yeah. it does such a good job of like using vampires in a really good way to explain like human desire and religion and relationship, which I guess is like common vampire things. But it really felt unique in this film, and just seeing the characters develop over time in like really, really like extreme ways is great because this movie starts off as like a religious drama and by the last act it's a full-blown horror film so yeah. i don't know i think i think for i mean if you're a fan of like 30 days of night or like i don't know i guess any like more like modern horror or modern vampire films i think you'll definitely like this this is my personal favorite like modern vampire film i've seen um, i think i think it takes on the the genre in a really really interesting way Especially for when this movie came out, like 2009, like that is like height of like vampire 
resurgence, kind of like Twilight, Three Days a Night, things like that. It just yeah. come out. No, you're totally, totally, yeah, you're right. So, so I think that I think it really works in that way. Um, it does have a little bit of like aged CGI, but I think you can definitely uh, look past that. It's a little, it's not that offensive. Um, also, it's the first mainstream Korean film to have full frontal male nudity, so that's kind of sick. Oh yeah, um, I'm all which, about by the way, the full frontal male nudity lately. That was the first thing Boozy mentioned when he talked about that film. I just need to bring that up. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, might have a little bit of a, a homophobe, D- dude. House. You, <laughs> you, kidding. what? Don't say that. Like, no, Kyle, you literally could have said like anything, and it would have been like, oh yeah, he totally said that on that episode. No, totally yeah, I know. I know. We, I, I kind of did my homework on this one, but uh, you know, also yeah, I loved. I loved the comedy in this movie. Like it's goofy as fuck sometimes, but it works really, really well for it. Uh, I feel like I don't get a, that enough in modern horror. It's good yeah. comedy, so I like that. Anyways, yeah, this one definitely gets my stamp of approval. I really liked Thirst. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's definitely a good movie for the season. I'd say that's awesome. That's good to that's good to know. And I'm looking forward to rewatching it again at some point. And I'm gonna maybe pick up that Blu-ray. You can, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll lend this to you, man. You can lend this nice Blu-ray for me. Yeah, it's a good that'd be one. cool. Free the cock, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, free the, free, free the bird. Uh, Boozy, what have you been up to? What have you watched? Oh, I got lots. Um, God, I have I, lots too. I watched. <laughs> Buckle up, boys. This was a Tubi special. Oh, uh, of course. It's called The Breed from 2006, and it's yeah. basically the pack, but earlier than it. And it has a very young Michelle Rodriguez. And for people who don't know what the pack is, can you give us a synopsis of what the breed is? Yeah, it's basically a home invasion movie, but with dogs. It's just it's wild dogs, and they attack people. And they they used actual like a lot of this. They use practicals for pretty much everything other than real dogs. And there's some wild shit in this thing. If you want to see some like dummy wolf uh like dogs get the shit kicked out of them in like a ton of different ways actually i'm pretty sure ari aster stole like a scene in hereditary from the breed i'm certain he didn't (laughs) dude there's a there's a thing with the power line and i'm like where have i seen this before so oh my god Uh, um also well, it also has Taron Manning in it. Like, there's a lot of people in this movie, and it's a very low budget, but they used a ton of practical dogs, and I love seeing German Shepherds run around, so I'm happy. It's really hard to take them seriously, because they look so cute the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I've seen that cover a ton, because it came out when I was working at the video store. I remember the cover being kind of cool, but also being very suspect. <laughs> Best part of the whole movie is there's one part where it's kind of like a Dr. Loomis in Halloween 2, like about to blow up a room, and Michelle Rodriguez says, tell Cujo I say hi. <laughs> yeah, see, I bet you Ari Aster also stole that from <laughs> Midsummer 2. D- dude, no, <laughs> just hereditary 2, electric boogaloo. Have you guys, how did you, have you guys seen the, <laughs> this is a little off topic, but have you guys seen the Midsummer director's cut? Yes, I have. I need to get my hands no, on that. I won't put myself through that. No, Kyle, yeah, you don't even know about this, but I'm like an obsessive with Midsummer now. Do you, do you have the do you have the director's cut? Yes, I do. I'm going to need to borrow that from you, man. I love it. Man. I want to watch it again. I uh, recently chose it over Hereditary in a poll. See, I and think I could. I think in theory I could. I need to watch it. Again. I've only seen it It's a better time. movie, man. All and right, Hereditary well, is fucking incredible. Hereditary is amazing, but uh, Midsummer, man, I don't. Yeah, that see, that's what makes me want to watch Thirst again. 
is that yeah. I was like, but the thing is, I, I also, I didn't hate Midsummer at all the first time I saw it. No, I just like, I get it. I get it. I was very saying. lukewarm. And I, man, did I warm up to that movie. Fuck, I love that movie. Cool. Uh, Boozy's got the breed. Bevan, what you been up to, boy? Uh, okay, so we talked about Annabelle and the Conjuring. I watched a couple other of the Universal monster movies. But oh, yeah, yeah. Get into it, I guess. Oh, uh, let's hear them. Because I watched yeah, a couple, too. Most recent thing I watched was... Oh, nice. Uh, most recent thing I watched was uh, Brahms the Boy 1 uh, <laughs> with the girl from Walking Dead. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, yeah, Universal classic. Yeah, you, and you, you said that she would, you said she would be a but you said she would be a good uh, rogue on your Instagram. She would, I think she'd make a great rogue because she she'd make a good anything. Down. She'd make a good anything. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough for sure. Um, she, I'm just comparing she her to Anna me. Paquin in my head now for rogue, but yeah. Oh yeah, she's way better than Anna Paquin, and Anna Paquin's great too. But the thing is, that's true. I thought we were this, talking about Brahms the Boy One. Yeah, that's what we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is what we're talking about at a pack. Lauren, <laughs> Lauren yeah, Cohen. Lauren Cohen, though. Yeah, she's yeah, in the Brums one. the Boy one. I love that you added she Brums is. to it. Continue. She's the Sorry. Main character. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, so I watched it. I'm assuming I can like spoil the ending on this show. Does that yeah. matter? Uh, for Brums yeah, the Boy no. one, go hard. I think okay. we have already before. So, for sure. yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Not so, other ones, I was but Brums pretty... will allow it. I was pretty into it actually uh, when it was like a creepy doll that moved around, but yep. then when it was just some fucking weirdo in a wall, they really lost me. So oh, there's some good stuff in the first me, one. They had they had me for probably the first three quarters, and then this dude came out of the wall, and he wasn't like a monster, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm tapping out on this one, guys. <laughs> but up until that point, actually, I thought it was pretty good. Well, you're supposed to try and sell it because we want Kyle to watch it. Have you seen the second one? I have not seen the second one. I had to watch the first one first. I'm not pulling a Godfather 3 here, guys. Stepfather. Stepfather. Same shit. Same shit. That's so funny. Now, you have to watch the second one because that shit is wild. I'll watch. Hear me out, Bevan. I will watch Brahms the Boy 1 if you watch Brahms the Boy 2. Oh, that's such a okay. one-sided. That's such a one-sided deal. Kyle wins. You guys have to write reviews. <laughs> And we both have to write essays on Letterbox. The first yes. one is legitimately so much better. The second okay. one, okay, I could maybe be talked into it, but we'll see. There's yeah. certain uh, things from that. It has a runtime. <laughs> yeah, it has a runtime. It has like it's been distributed. Complete fucking misses from that second one that haunt my dreams to this day. Like yeah. I have no idea. Like that dad works in the city, yet he moves into. We're not doing this again. The rural <laughs> area where he has to, <laughs> to move back to drive back. It makes no sense. Dude, anyway, he must have a mistress. Why didn't we think of this? Okay, That's actually, guys. That's a good point. Um, all right, I'll go. I'll knock one off because we're already at a half an hour, and I have so many to get through. And I think all of us do today. It's it's going to be a jam packed episode, which is a great thing. Um, but I decided I'm, I'm coming out with some heat today. I'm coming out cause I got a bone to pick, um, with one of my favorite directors of all time. I got a bone to uh, pick. Who's also, uh, who's also passed away. So I actually, I don't have a bone to pick with him at all. I just, I, Oh God, I watched cursed, uh, the Wes Craven oh, film. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah You're going to so, his name from beyond the grave over this. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm saying that as someone who's a huge, I'm a huge fan of Wes Craven as as I'm recording this you guys can see it well I have like in this room alone I have probably 
I have five things that are inspired by Wes Craven in one way or another on my wall in this room. Like I'm, I love this man, but this movie, man, it's just bad on every level. <laughs> this thing just sucks on every single level. And as a West massive West Craven fan, this is maybe his worst few hours, but that's only because like he's, he's out of touch and he's working with shit talent here. And this movie is starring Joshua Jackson from uh, mighty ducks. We also got, uh, don't you dare, Kyle. The, the Joshua Joshua Jackson sucks. <laughs> Charlie Conway's a Whoa. king. Joshua He's Jackson a king. fucking sucks, man. Come you on. know? Okay, and here's where I'm going to... Okay, well, I'm actually... Portia de Rossi playing a... Uh, she, Portia de Rossi's a fucking... She's a gypsy in, no, in the movie. Said, Who's said, Portia yeah. de Rossi? Exactly. Married to Ellen DeGeneres. Arrested um, Development. Yeah, we also got Shannon Elizabeth, who's... Uh, terrible in everything but i love her in everything but she is so bad in this movie specifically i liked her in big brother all-stars usa or okay, celebrity all-stars usa oh wait no that is like the one season i watch a bit of because yeah and she married party boy. and then she, she married did. party boy yes she did that yes and i like her work in jack frost she's actually great <laughs> in american pie <laughs> <laughs> I love her trans transformative her, performance yeah, transformative in Jack work in American Ross. Pie. <laughs> also, I had to say the words while I was watching this. Who the fuck is Maya? Because I was like, this is you one of those. Maya? I have oh, no fucking. No, she was on the Rugrats soundtrack. Dude, Maya. Maya. Court, Courtney's she's just a ghetto all superstar. She, ghetto superstar. All she told me was she's one of the people who's in the Moulin Rouge song. That too. <laughs> so there we yeah. go. She was uh, the sassy one. Yeah, her her ass is like whoa. <laughs> Dude, that was such a good song. That was such a good song. Devin knows what we're talking about. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. Okay, and then the two worst offenders of the movie, though, Jesse Eisenberg and Christina Ritchie. Like Christina Ritchie, first of all, like she's the star of the movie, man. And like this, this was one of those times where if uh like this is a time where if boozy were to be watching this he would have snapchatted me so many moments of this movie <laughs> to make me watch them because man there are so many i know I you watched that these. semi recently too oh man there are so many amazing christina ritchie just checked out scenes like this was her during her party phase where she just needed money to like go out and party <laughs> with her friends because man this is so bad and jesse eisenberg dude like he just looks like the dude who's in like like does does Jesse Eisenberg not look like every type of dude who's in incest porn? I feel like I don't know how to answer that. I'm 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 no, just gonna what? step out of the room for this. Jesus one. Christ! No, I know, what, I, I what I meant. Oh my God! I gotta exit that out. No, what I meant by that is like you know like okay, everyone's crawling out of their seat seats. Um, no, but like he looks like every dude in porn, right? Like, anyways, and like he's always like you know the boozy. You're the Same. one. Who, this is the most uncomfortable. I think I've no, ever. No, I'm been just gonna let you keep digging here. Like, I know. This, is, this is a time where I talked myself into a corner, and I did not mean it the way it came out. <laughs> um, no, it's good like, though. It's good. For Shut the fuck up. You know, you know what I mean? Like there's the, the curly headed douchebag who's like, oh, mom's home early mm-hmm. or my dad's girl, my dad's wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to this movie sucks. It's terrible. It's actually fucking terrible. And how did I, you get I, to incest porn again? Jesse Eisenberg. That's how. <laughs> oh, right, right. right. <laughs> of course. OK. Also, Michael Rosenbaum is in this movie. Do, do any of you guys know who that is? That sounds really familiar. I what? feel like Bevan has to know who Michael Rosenbaum is. The name sounds super familiar. 
He's Lex Luthor on Smallville. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. this okay. guy. So Michael Rosenbaum is a podcaster that I actually enjoy. He has a good podcast called Inside of You, and he always has on. He's just a, he's a good podcaster, and he has good guests on. Um, but I, I know, like, it's weird, but he has guests on that I enjoy, and I like his in, his interview methods and everything. But talk about a guy who just has never had it. <laughs> like, that's a dude who just has never had like the charisma to do anything like i oh man i just i'm sorry i'm shitting all over the things it's man so mitch is on the offensive today yeah. <laughs> i mean to be fair okay i actually haven't seen this film but is this is christina christina richie's performance worse than her performance in dickie rob or no sorry B- bucky larson born to be a star not dickie yes, roberts yes, former no, child but, star not yeah, that one I, different I no, and that's because I legitimately <laughs> would take Bucky Larson over this. Really? Yes. It's like I think we're Bucky, making wow. words up. Man, Bucky Larson's <laughs> hilarious. No, it's yes, Mitch, Bucky on, Larson is funny. No, it's so stupid don't. that it's funny. <laughs> that's Hubie level. That is Hubie level right there. No, like, no, no. Do you even but, know no. about Hubie? Uh, do you know about Tubi? I think I've learned about it somewhere, like on some podcast. Uh, I just know about Mubi. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, yeah, that like, was one just, time. Just an, exam- <laughs> just an example to set the stage for you guys. This movie was filmed in 2004, 2003, 2004. And the exciting cameo scene that they have is with Lance Bass of NSYNC. <laughs> like, so there's, Honestly, there's just hey, at the time, time. At the time? Well, but that's what I, I guess I would have grown out of it at that point. My NSYNC okay, but was that before or after he almost went to space? I think this was uh, on his space point. travels. I feel like that's way before. I feel no, like that was like a... later 2000s. Did he have frosted tips? Yeah, but p- fuck, when oh, does yeah. he not? He still does. Yeah, yeah, he probably still does. Yeah, still does. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I personally, like, this was re- also, it was written by Kevin Williamson. This thing was notoriously ripped apart by the studio, like studio interference. Like it, but the thing is, after watching it again, I honestly don't think, even without studio inf- interference, I don't think it would have been much better. Because, like, it's pretty bad start to finish. Like, there is, like, almost no redeeming factors in this whole movie. Um, So it sucks to say that, but there is, like, a three-second shot of werewolf feet that look kind of cool. The rest of it is just, like, I appreciate their attempt at going practical, but the practical looked really bad for the most part. And it was a Rick Baker creation, which was upsetting because, like... I'm pretty sure he must have been fucked with as well, like, on the building that creature because there's no way rick baker was proud of that um like uh, that could me be me shitting on one of my heroes because i i love rick baker uh but this werewolf doesn't look good and the <laughs> the effects are terrible front to back yeah cursed skip it don't ever you revisit. you didn't like the were dog no no oh my god i forgot about that holy shit the the fucking golden retriever <laughs> oh my god this is a bad movie man this I is can't... a bad it honestly amazes me, like how, for how long that um, fucking Jesse Eisenberg has been acting. Every now and then, I figure out that he's been in movies from like the early two thousands, and in my mind, he started acting in like two thousand and ten. Like, yeah, it was yeah, totally. How, how yeah, old he was is that? Just Zombie Land and nothing else. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, and that's the other thing about. Okay, so here's the thing about Jesse Eisenberg is I've liked multiple movies that he's been in. But that dude is just like he's so good at playing one of the top five most dislike like most unlikable people of all time, Mark Zuckerberg. And that's pretty much it. That's his <laughs> like he's, name, honestly. Yeah, like he's he's incre- he's so good at that role that tells you enough about him. Almost yeah. like wait, he's so just- there there was two Lex Luthers in this film. 
Holy shit. Yes, I never noticed that. I never picked. Oh, my God. Yeah, mind blown. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and the credit. Oh, my God. The the other worst part. The very end of the movie, the, like when the credits roll, the song is Collective Soul. And it's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm feeling better now. That's what a like, weird way to. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What yeah, a that's weird way to end a movie. The weirdest song choice. And oh my god, the movie opens with Bowling for Soup playing. Yeah, that checks out. Bowling for Soup yeah, is yeah, in 2004. the. 2004. Yeah, no, no, but they're, they're, the physical band is there. Like, oh, no. The, oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, what are they the doing? Wow. They're playing a show at the, at the fair. It's so they're like Smash Mouth and Rat Race. Oh. Actually, yeah, or like The Offspring and Idle Hands. Like, it's. It's brutal. All right, that's it for there. That's that's my review. Cursed. Not good. Skip it. I, think uh, I, Kyle, saw, a half, I saw a half star on the letterbox. I think. Yeah, it's because I couldn't give it zero. Well, we have two. Okay, let's go. Uh, so we first off, um, we watched. Like, what year was that? What year is the first one from? Nineteen seventy nine. We watched nineteen seventy nine's Prophecy. Um, I didn't know this movie existed. It's kind of a like a. Really early nature on a muck film, and there's a ton of really cool practical effects. That's actually kind of like what got me interested in it. And Mitch had seen it, I believe. You've seen it before? Yeah, I had seen it before, but it's one of those movies that, uh, like, I saw it when I was really young, and then I watched it again a couple years ago, but I wasn't paying, like, full attention because I was watching it with a couple friends, um, similar to how you and I were watching it. We had a bunch of fun watching it, though. Like, yeah, this. Yeah, no. I- I actually, yeah. I think it's a, a pretty good movie. It just takes so long to, like, once it gets going, amazing. I had so much fun watching it. But, yeah, it's just a lot of talking and walking around in the forest up until that point. Yeah, the synopsis of the film is a log, commu- a log company's waste mutates the environment, creating a giant killer bear monster. Uh, and it is, it's just like, it's a late, se- like, came out in 1979, but this thing is so reminiscent of like so many Friday the Thirteenth movies, but with a bear at the center of it, um, a and the bear, bear, a mutant bear. It's like uh, it's, it's like terrifying. Bear. Well, if you've ever seen a bear shaved, I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but if you ever want to make a bear even scarier, shave all of its hair. Just Google. Did you just it. ask me if I ever shaved a bear? That's what I got out of that too. <laughs> no, well, if you've ever Googled or seen bears oh, that are shaved, because okay. shaved bears are terrifying. But yeah, Prophecy is just a, it's a really killer 80, like, well, it's 79, but it's a, just a really campy, fun, run-a-muck movie. Yeah. Yeah, you saw it on, like, the 100 best horror movies that you've 50, never seen, yeah. right? Uh, 50 that, best. Yeah. That movie's also on Tubi. I didn't really talk about that one, because it's kind of like a, I don't know, it seems like a fan film. Mitch, kind of, you know more about it than I do. Yeah, you, I started watching it because you were talking about it, and I have seen, like, almost every movie on that list. And like, that's not to say that there aren't great picks. I would definitely recommend people check out prophecy over the oh, Halloween. Totally. It's just a really cool monster movie. Yeah. And, and we have one more. Let's just do it. Uh, after that, we had a double feature. We had a little date night. Uh, after that, we watched, uh, QB Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I, I opted out on this one. Didn't, you didn't even watch it. No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, that, you, see, that's why I went at the start when you were like, oh, yeah, are, we should still do it for an episode. It's like, no, we're not fucking doing that. Are you not going to watch it, Kyle? I'm probably not going to watch it. Not what the watch. hell? We did it. Quality know, assurance. Man. It's just and like... I can tell you, the quality's bad. It's no, one of those... Ca- yeah, well, Sorry, tell what? me about it, because try to sell me on it, because I'll be honest. At first, I was like, oh, this looks like it's so bad, it's good, I'm, I'm game. But now I'm kind of um, thinking it's just so bad, I might just skip it. 
Yeah, yeah I'm the, let's each let's each describe it really quick. What would you say? Adam Sandler not learning a fucking thing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, grown man who should know better pretends to have Down syndrome for two hours. No, Jesus. he doesn't pretend to have Down syndrome. Dude, but he literally acts like no, that. No, but that's that. What I will agree with is that he's like Sandler, he's making a mockery I'm a, of it. I'm a fan of. I'm a legitimate fan of Sandler. I like Adam Sandler, but I, I think he's done some record. really horrible. Cho- he's made some really horrible mo- movies recently. Um, but there's two, he has like a, a formula for two different kinds of movies that he makes. And one of them is where he pretends to have a disability of some kind and everyone laughs at him and the whole town laughs at him and they treat him like shit. But then he's, he earns he respect, some, he earns yeah. respect by the end and then he gets the girl. And that's just a formula that does not, it's not a thing anymore. Like that's, I don't, I don't know who needs to tell this billionaire that you don't fucking do that anymore. Yeah. Like, um, as someone who I grew up a fan of the water boy, the water boy would never be fucking made today ever. Little Nick doesn't really, that doesn't age yeah. well either. The water no. boy isn't aged that well. Okay. This is out of all of his movies. It's closest to the water boy. Um, because it's just him doing like, he doesn't fully go, he doesn't go out and say what kind of disabilities he have, but it's obvious that he's, he's got some disabilities and he's making a mockery of it. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, what, is, that's why I wasn't trying yeah. to be offensive. That's literally what I meant, is he's being so offensive about it. See, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to watch this then. This doesn't sound that good. But, that, but that's the thing, though, <laughs> Kyle, is that they're, like, I don't want to be that like social justice warrior who's canceling an Adam Sandler movie, poo-pooing on it, whatever. Because I know there are tons of people out there who are actually really enjoying it right now. And uh, I, or they're not seeing it the same way that I see it. But I think it's... Uh, <laughs> It's a little fucked up. I think like what Julie yeah. Bowen, like there, there's a, they do it. What they do is they bring back a lot of characters from like happy Gilmore. One of the funniest movies ever made. One of the greatest comedies and uh, they bring them back. But what they do is they don't give them any jokes. So there's like no jokes for them to, to like the, Ben Stiller's in it. He's not doing anything funny. It's like, there's not a joke to be had. Yeah. And, Shaq's uh, in there. He doesn't do anything funny. It's, yeah. It's well, Shaq's in everything. Yeah, but it's just but it's so best. many not funny moments after not funny moments. But the thing is that, that, you know, I'm pretty sure people were expecting us to not like it to begin with. Like, we're not the target demographic okay, well, for this. But No, but I didn't expect it to be that offensive and bad at the same time. I'm going to yeah. I might do some research. I'll get back to you guys on this one. You're going to research know, I will, Hubie Halloween? I will, I will say, though, in the first half an hour, I had multiple times where I laughed out loud. But because of how right. fucking stupid it was, particularly uh, scenes of his mom wearing different shirts that she gets. That from was the only shop. funny joke. Man, no, that the shirts were the boner donor shirt was so funny. Like, oh, I was sorry, like, the, the Harley Quinn was the only funny part. And the, like every every <laughs> spoilers, guys, come on. Stop so taking my laughter away. <laughs> Should we not answer the funniest part of the movie? Um, there's, there's just one, so for you, like lots of other Maybe people, two. like it. I yeah. hated it so much. Damn. Yeah, I don't well, know. I just kind of I'm over this this type of uh, Sandler, and I don't. Yeah, like it, it's just it's cringe. It's cringy to watch. Can he take a break? Like it felt. No, no he's just got to make better movies, like Uncut Gems, he, and like even does he make one every year? Like pretty well. He has like a really he has a long contract with Netflix now because Sony dropped him. Because uh, Pixels didn't do that well. 
Really? As Pixels as, didn't do well? Yeah, Pixels was the one. Like, it did well, but not as well as projected, so they didn't, didn't let him do his Candyland movie he was going to do. Right. <laughs> and so then he left Sony. His last thing yeah. he did for Sony was Hotel Transylvania 3, actually. Anyway. Decent movie. Which is a decent movie. Actually, I like no, I haven't those seen Hotel Trans- I've seen the I like the, the Hotel two, Transylvania movies. Cool. Uh, yeah, so not not really a fan of Hubie Halloween. <laughs> okay. Not really my thing. I, I've seen, like, I don't know, it's just, uh, there's there's better comedies out there for me. So, just personally not my thing. Bevan, what else have you checked out? Uh, last thing, I started watching, uh, the I don't know if it's a Netflix series, but the Scream TV show. Nice. I have oh, watched, yeah. watched the first, I think, four or five episodes of that, and I'm, I'm pretty into it right now. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool, hey? Yeah, I like it. I like the uh, like the MTV feel of it. Like, obviously, it feels more like The Hills with a slasher. What do you think of the mask, though? Whoa, wait, what? It, this it's is weird. Like, sorry, uh, I have to say, you would describe yeah. this as The Hills with a slasher? Oh, well, it, okay, it's it's kind of, or even like Degrassi. Wait, like, it's very did I just like let Boozy pass that? Because I haven't <laughs> seen this. I've never watched the, the, the Scream TV series, but you're kind of selling me on it right now. <laughs> Honestly, it's totally a Kyle thing. Sorry, Bevan, go ahead. No, no, it's all good. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a pretty good show. You'd call it like a teen drama slasher for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's from the CW, but it feels like it's in that universe. No, I literally think MTV owns it. Yeah, oh, it's, it, MTV? it's no, it's oh, okay. MTV, but MTV CW, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, very very similar to like a Supernatural or something like that. Yeah. There's the the one the the one male character who feels like he'd fit right in on the show. Actually, I don't know his name or what the actor's name is. He's like he's the like Randy the, character, like he's like the movie buff. Yeah, the movie buff who like explains what's happening in the episode, but like in the setting of his English class in high school. Yeah. So you're on episode four, you said. Yeah, four or five, I think. Okay, I tapped out at six, but Boozy's liked all of it. I think. And I watched season two. Yeah. I like so. It. I don't really know who owns what these days, but I find it really weird that the first two seasons of MT- or of Scream were by MTV, but the third season is by VH1. What the fuck is going on? Isn't that a subsidiary, though? No, I think uh, I think VH1's like its own do- shit. No, because they did like the Behind the Music and that was on MTV, wasn't it? No, Behind the Music was on VH1. They have their own channel? <sighs> they have their own channel. Yeah, VH1 oh. was its own thing. Anyways... <laughs> I'm actually going to fucking, I'm going to check out, I've never seen this series. I love the Scream movies, but I've never seen the show. I'm going to peep Hell game yeah. on this. Good job, I mean, Evan. You got him. It, yeah, it's, that's what it's I'm here starring, for. <laughs> whoa, it stars Tyga and Kiki Palmer. Over it. Okay. Did you <laughs> yeah. say over it? Wait, and RJ Kyler? This guy's sick. This guy was in RJ oh, Kyler? <laughs> All right, man. I'm game. Right. Thanks, Bevan. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for you, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, I got a couple more I'm going to knock off before we get on to our main feature. Um, I decided to check out the original Wishmaster. Who here has seen Wishmaster? Oh, yeah. No, I've never seen Wishmaster. Nope. I've heard a, a lot movie about it. Scared the, the VHS box art, like the back of the box art, gave me nightmares as a kid before I had even seen the movie. This is a batshit fucking insane 90s horror movie um so what you have is it's starring the film is starring tammy lauren andrew divoff uh 
Angus Scrim from the Phantasm series. It's just it's it's basically like the Avengers of horror movies, where it's got like all of your like favorite icons in one movie. Uh, Robert England plays a role in it. Uh, Greg Funk, Ted Raimi, Dan Hicks, Joseph Pilato. There's so many huge names from like the horror genre. Vern Troyer, <laughs> and ah, uh, uh, from the horror, yes, yeah, what well, horror he's legend? Been some, he's been in some <laughs> horror movies. Kane Hodder's in the movie. Uh, which I will speak about. Tony Todd, uh, Howard Berger. The movie was directed by Robert Kurtzman of KMB, uh, KMB special effects. So that's what you're going to get most out of Wishmaster is amazing, amazingly fun special effects. Uh, there's tons of, like, it's like wall to wall practical effects, pretty much. Uh, but it is a movie based around an evil djinn. Um, a demonic djinn attempts to grant its owner three wishes, which will allow him to summon his brethren to Earth. Boozy, have you not seen Wishmaster? This nope. is such a boozy movie. It is insane. <laughs> like, you say we, that literally every week. Good. Well, yeah, but uh, there are a lot of boozy movies. <laughs> I'm out easy there. to please. <laughs> there, and, there, and this is 100% a batshit, incredible boozy movie. Uh, like... Oh, I remember okay, so, the cover for this. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's it sucks not being able to talk about it with people who haven't seen it before because, like, I want to say, like, there the character of the Jin is so fucking stupid to begin with because he's an evil genie and he's just like come back. He's he's in present day Earth, well, in the nineties, and he's like talking to people, but he's basically like an evil Chancellor Palpatine, and he's yeah. hiding in alleyways, and he's like, you just he'll just like you know, course people into coming to talk to him being like, do you want to make a wish? <laughs> and like, it's so <laughs> stupid. What? And, uh, but he, oh man, it is amazing. Like, it's so good. It's pre- presented by Wes Craven. Um, the movie, he like, he literally, he kills someone with literal cancer. Like he, he gives someone Whoa. cancer and he like hyperactively kills them with cancer. It is wild. Um, oh, watch- he doesn't just like curse them for the future. No man, it is. It's so much fun, and like watching the dark, watching the gin smoke cigarettes as he shares like ex- exposition filled silo- soliloquies throughout the movie is so funny. Like it's such a corny movie, and like, um, but that's something that I love about it. I love that it's just a trashy '90s movie. But with that being said, as much as it does have some incredible practical effects, uh, it has some horrendous CGI. But that's just to be like, I honestly, I give it a pass because the rest of the movie is just so much fun. And even the like weird uh, CGI is funny to watch. Did you have your hand up, Boozy? Yes. Uh, I was just going to say that I am interested (laughs) in this, but also I see that there is a Wishmaster 3. So maybe I'll check that one. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Because I also. Wishmaster 4, too. Oh, my God. So, Vestron. Vestron put out uh, a, a four-pack Wishmaster collection that I've had in my Amazon cart for a couple of years now. I've been wanting to pull the trigger, uh, but I just I can't justify doing it because I know that the first one is the only one that I enjoy. But with that being said, Courtney and I enjoyed Wishmaster so much that we went immediately on to Wishmaster 2. And uh, the quality of these movies drop so significantly. Like, and they are not good to begin. Like The first one... It's just a campy, ridiculous movie. So when it can't even be a good campy, ridiculous movie, they, oh man, the quality plummets hard. I can't even do, like, we started Wishmaster 3 and immediately turned it off. Because <laughs> they, reca- they recast the gin in, uh, in 2 and 3. 
but it is, or sorry, in three and four, Wishmaster two has a batshit opening where there's like a spider head gin practical effect. That's amazing. But the rest of the movie just isn't as good. That movie came out the same year as the Blair Witch Project, which is so depressing seeing like how bad of a movie it can be in the same. Are are gins scary? Like I'm looking at this up while you're talking. (laughs) The whole, the whole purpose. Oh, I can. Well, boozy. I, I will tell you that like, a lot of people were scared by that movie when it came out. Me being one of them as a kid, like that, that the gin terrified me. Uh, it's it, kind of like Freddy Krueger, but I, obviously Freddy's scarier. But uh, right. as a kid, as a kid, the even just the look of the gin terrified me. Um, but no, it's it's a insane, stupid premise now. Like it's it's hard to get on board with now. But it's just it's more so a time capsule and it's fun. But yeah, this the only thing is like Wishmaster one has some amazing kills, incredible kills, but it also has one of the worst kills I've ever seen in a horror movie ever. And it is starring Kane Hodder. Like when Kane, Kane Hodder's death scene, that's all I'm going to, it is just, it's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And when you do eventually see it boozy, you can thank me now, if you want for, for Wishmaster, cause you will love it. But that fucking scene, holy man, it is so bad. Uh, but yeah, those those movies are ridiculous. I highly recommend checking out Wishmaster One and just having some fun with it because it is an it's just an insanely fun movie. Just yeah, crazy. It, it looks it looks very interesting. Uh, the the Jin kind of looks like an orc. Like, he looks like Chancellor Palpatine like to me. Actually, you're right. And I think the most interesting thing about this now that I'm just googling images is there is a rapper known as Snow Icy who did a Wishmaster tape. And he wow. edited him himself to actually look like the Wishmaster, and it looks hilarious. Maybe I should listen sounds, to it. Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> no, you guys got to see this cover. Boozy, <laughs> do you got some more stuff? Nope, that's it. Really? Yeah. Bevan, do you have anything else? Uh, just the uh, Universal Monster guys. Okay, cool. I well, I got one last one before I like well. Uh, actually I'll, I'll touch on those ones next week. I've been watching other universal monsters movies. I I've also watched, uh, the invisible man and Frankenstein again. I revisit those. Are, so these are all revisits for me. Uh, but I'll talk about those next week. But, uh, the last one I want to talk about today is I do want to mention that last night, Courtney and I watched the Gorgon, which was recommended by Daniel Epler last week. Uh, this is a hammer production. It came out in 1964 Directed by Terrence Fisher, uh, starring Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Barbara Shelley, Richard Pascoe. And in my opinion, it's a Hammer film that kind of plays out similar to a Giallo, uh, which is kind of cool because it's like the it's like there's a slasher, but you're not seeing how the slasher's killing or who the slasher is because the movie's based around Greek mythology and specifically Medusa, uh, the monster Medusa. So this is the one that Daniel was talking about last week. Um, but yeah, I just, this movie, it's, it's a prime example of these like older films, older hammer films that just age really well because it has really quick and engaging dialogue that Courtney and I were so into it. It's kind of like a, a procedural where there it's like a mystery, but then when they actually crank up the horror, it's a true horror movie. And that's something that I really love about it. Peter Cushing is, I, like, I didn't want to steal Daniel's thunder last week, but Peter Cushing is definitely my man as well. Love that dude. He is so good in all of these old school films. Um, So I'm quick to check out anything that I haven't seen that stars Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee. And this movie has both of them. 
Uh, so it was, it was really great. But the last thing I'll say about it is uh, that Courtney's response while we were watching, <laughs> while we were watching the Gorgon, Christopher Lee was on screen for like five minutes at this point, and we weren't we we don't talk during movies, but she just said out of nowhere, and I quoted uh, this is a direct quote: "He's a long, lanky fuck, hey." Um, okay. <laughs> Christopher Lee. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, but she she was like she obviously means it in a loving way, but he's a long lanky fuck, eh? <laughs> what? Wow. what? Looking like a true Saskatchewan. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Courtney on Christopher Lee, everybody. Uh but yeah, that <laughs> film is it is available on Tubi for free if you want to check it out yourself. I really enjoyed it and I'd highly recommend it. Shout out Tubi. Hell yeah. So do you guys want to get on to our main feature presentation yeah. where we'll it. talk about Dracula from 1931. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula, the original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat, and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. You guys know what I mean, though. Like, the guy in porn is always weird-looking, and they always have curly hair, and they always kind of look like Jesse Eisenberg. It doesn't matter if it's incest yeah. or not. Like, I don't understand what the roll call is for that. Like, you know, is there a casting sheet where they're like, we need someone ugly and creepy? Yeah, like the only the only reason I mess I mentioned incest stuff is because what Boozy has pointed out on countless episodes of the Terror Table before is that incest stuff is top trending on Pornhub. So I gotta we gotta Wait, be talking. That about sounds something okay, like you would but, say. But it's not Boozy, you're the one who puts this just on Boozy right now. <laughs> yeah, but Bo- what's that? Kevin? I said it's not incest. It's your stepmom. That's not incest. Well, there we go. There we go. But like that. That's more so what I meant. I think I don't. I still call it incest because I'm a proper catholic boy um but i know boozy isn't so <clears throat> man this right. is like this oh, is this... like old school terror table we're going wild <laughs> it's like the largest <laughs> hole anyone could ever dig <laughs> no, don't right. worry there's more folks <laughs> so we're here to talk about dracula from 1931 which was based off of the novel dracula written by bram stoker which was published in 1897 uh, there was a Hungarian film called Dracula's Death, which was released in 1918, which was de- technically the first on-screen representation of the character Dracula. Um, the film, ha- But that film has been lost for ages, and it allegedly was very loose with its connection to Bram Stoker's work. The following year, in 1919, we got Nosferatu, which was released, but Nosferatu is its entire own beast. That has nothing, that's almost... Was that 1919? Yeah. I thought it was the 20s. Okay. Close enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was 1919, but you were close enough. No, no, no. I, I, I watched a documentary today, and I swear it was 1921, but okay. Maybe one of us is wrong. <laughs> uh, that was the I, sequel, Nosferatu. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, Insanity. <laughs> All right, well, this one was produced by uh, Carl, Carl Lamley, who was the founder of Universal Pictures. And the film was directed by Todd Browning, who also directed Freaks, movie uh, that I'd recommend to anyone out there who hasn't seen it. It, it is widely known as one of the best, like, 
for one of the best like early classic horror movies that you could check out that aren't in the Universal Monsters canon. Uh, Freaks is a really great film. Uh, but there are 10 screenplay credits on this film and some being fam- some of them are famous playwrights. Others of them are just people who worked on the film. And this could be because Dracula is stated as the first ever horror talkie. Uh, so this was like the first horror movie that had dialogue. And like, actually, like there was movies with sound before and like other, they were horror movies with sound like Nosferatu, but like it didn't have dialogue like, uh, like Dracula. Um, but Dracula also kicked off the universal monster pictures and, uh, it stars the legendary Bella Lugosi, Helen Chandler, David Manners, and Dwight Fry, who plays Renfield. So we got to point that out. That like obviously that's something that just slipped by us for years. That our very first listener, his name's Dwight Fry, Dwight Fry, Private Eye, and uh, he also like Dwight Fry in this film plays a critical role of Renfield. Yeah, yes. like it's super important. It, it was weird hearing the name every time. Yeah. Do you guys know anything about like Carl Amley Jr. or Carl Amley, like that story? Do you know anything about like the the beginning of Universal Studios? Because it is fucking wild. Because really. Carl Amley Jr., who also he went, he just generally went as went by as Jr. back in the day. Um, he was the one who pretty much got all of these Universal monster movies off the ground. He, who like put it in his dad's head to be like, we got to put these movies out. And he was the head of production at Universal Studios by 21 years old. So the, the, keep in mind, this was in the 30s. I believe he only was there for, I think he was there from 1929 to 37. Uh, but this dude was just like, he was a joke around the Universal Studios lot. Like everyone hated him. And they, because he was that kid who was clearly there because his dad was the owner. Um, but at the same time, He's also the one who put together these films like Dracula and he put together Frankenstein. He's the one who got all, all these directors on board. He was the one who pieced all of the, this universe together. Um, so I think that's a really interesting story behind all of this. But uh, yeah, this, this movie, Boozy, you chose Dracula. And why is that? Out of all the Universal Monster movies, why did you choose Dracula? I think it's, like, not to, like, focus on another movie too much, but I think it's because I really have been, like, aching to see more Dracula-type stuff. Like, I want to watch, like, Nosferatu again, and, like, it's kind of interesting to see those, that classic, that's, like, the classical version of what you consider uh, vampire movies, and it's even interesting seeing, like, up to today, how many variations it goes through, and always takes small chunks of that, and a lot of the lore of like Dracula and stuff isn't even entirely from like the book. It's a lot of like the producers and stuff had a hand in that. Oh, yeah. actually like, you were mentioning about it being the first talkie. Um, actually the guy who started universal, his niece is the woman that ta- she's credited as the first woman ever like speak in a horror yeah, movie. She, she's in the carriage at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I watched the documentary and she was there. I'm assuming she's long dead by now. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, she's likely. <laughs> Let's hope she's not. You're very intuitive, Boozy. <laughs> Let's hope she's not dead. Do you, no. Did either of you come across anything about Carl Frind? Freund? He was like uncredited as a second director on this film. That's one thing I didn't come across, and I'm sure that there are people out there uh, who are listening being like, why the fuck would I listen to a podcast about with people who know <laughs> less about this movie than I do? Well, I well, tried is, to look into it a little the, bit. Is he the cinematographer? 
No, he was one no. of the he was he was the uncredited second director. Oh no, actually no. Sorry, Boozy, you're right. That is yeah, a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. because they were. Ta- I listened to the documentary about it, and I guess the director wasn't even there half the time. So everyone on the stage thought that the cinematographer was the director because he pretty mm, much did everything. Interesting. Yeah, really? like, and he did a lot of the little effects too. Like little, like he would point he did the ship. He did the ship, and he also made, like, pencil spotlights that would go and follow the, like, uh, Dracula's eyes to get that glowing look on their eyes. And I guess also um, uh, Mina's eyes later on in the film. Is that her name? Mina? Yeah. Um, so he, he seemed to be kind of, like, another creative, obviously a creative force on this, like, not just as cinematographer, but as sort of, like, finding ways to bring this vision to the screen. Because, I mean, for 1931, this is a pretty, it's pretty ambitious, yeah. right? Oh, like, super. And this is an insanely ambitious movie for that for the year and what and, they were working with. And for and that just to be in consideration, like a lot of this still holds up, like in many ways, honestly. I would Hell say. Yeah. And uh, before we get too deep into this, so Bevan, you were the one who told us, or like you requested a Universal Monster series. Are, are these films that have always kind of been a part of your life, or why did you recommend us do these? Uh, well, actually. It's more the monsters than the movies that have been part of my life. Probably my first introduction to the Universal Monsters, Dracula, Wolfman, etc., would be from the old Alvin and the Chipmunks cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. see this coming. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of people who yeah. wholeheartedly are agreeing with you listening to this right now. Yeah, so like watching those as a kid and Scooby-Doo and like the Simpsons trios of horror, um, like all those would be my first introduction to the ideas and the characters behind the horror movies. Um, I really actually never watched any until a few years ago. I watched Dracula. This one actually a few years ago was the oh. first one I watched. So that's kind of a lucky because I kind of just told you you were coming on for this one. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> so that kind of just worked out that way, then. Which is fine. It's the one I'm most familiar with because I've read the book too, and like I know the story of Dracula more than of any of the others. Um, and this would. Then last year I checked out Frankenstein for the first time, and this year I watched uh, Wolfman and Invisible Man for the first time. I watched those. Okay, um, just a sidebar, since we, like, I'm just going to cover that because I just watched those recently, and this is kind of generally, we can rope this in with uh, Universal Monsters, but I just watched and Frankenstein over the last couple of days. What are your general thoughts on those, as just as films in general? Uh, actually, uh, well, Frankenstein, I think, out of all of them, probably has the best story, has the most drama and, mo- and emotion behind it. Uh, Invisible Man actually surprisingly had a lot of action i thought um there's like fist fights and he's throwing shit around his hotel room and people are going crazy um so it, it, that one has a lot more going on in it and it's truer to the the book because the book is only it's a three-hour audiobook shortened down to a 75 minute movie whereas like frankenstein and dracula are four four or five hundred pages each so it's harder to cut those down yeah so invisible man does a really good job of like hitting all the key points of the novel, whereas Dracula actually misses quite a few. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I just got to say as someone who I haven't seen the invisible man in years. And, uh, I, like, I just, I have this feeling that I might have said negative things about it on the podcast at some point, And I just want to take those back because my <laughs> God, man, on this rewatch, like the invisible man is so, so good. Yeah. And it was really it, good. Yeah, if there are people out there, if you're enjoying watching these, especially Dracula or the Wolfman, and you're watching these with us, and I highly encourage Boozy and Kyle too, 
the invisible man is a mind-blowing movie like it is truly so good and um yeah so that one it was also directed by james whale who did frankenstein and bride of frankenstein and i'd consider those three like pretty high up on my ranking for out of all these universal horror movies um but i yeah i don't know a, a recent re- rewatch made me appreciate the new invisible man even more it made me like the new one more because I saw what Lee Winnell was pulling from and how he, he sure. made it his own and how it is just a very psychological story. And like, of course it would be cool to see like a period piece, invisible man again. Um, but the, the true terror behind that character and that story is the psychology behind it all and how it's a, an insane person could be capable of making themselves invisible. And he is fucking crazy in that movie yeah, like, is, they, yeah that's the best part about the invisible man is he, he's an actual monster like he's in frankenstein you kind of feel bad for him because he doesn't he doesn't know that he's being a monster because it's just this dude who's made of body parts and a brain yeah. and he doesn't know what he's doing and same with like dracula same he's dude kinda, same <laughs> no but like if you look at all the universal horror universal monster movies like i feel like the invisible the one true real monster, like the real monster in Frankenstein is Victor. Yeah. Like Victor he, he's Frankenstein. like the real villain. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But like the monster of the invisible, invisible man is so, so great. But, uh, like I love how last week we were talking about how I was, I felt empathetic towards the wolf man, like Larry Talbot, not even slightly with the invisible man. Like you just, no. that Jack Griffin is a true monster, but, uh, yeah, that movie is just phenomenal. It was a phenomenal rewatch. Same with Frankenstein. We're watching Bride of Frankenstein as soon as we wrap up here. Uh, but these have just been an absolute joy. And it was uh, Courtney told me to pass a thank you on to you, even though I told her I was like, well, to be fair, I was gonna, we were gonna do this whether Bevan liked it or not. But Bevan did. <laughs> Don't be like that, Mitch. Don't be like that. <laughs> but Bevan did. We talked did, about this. Yeah, but Bevan <laughs> also did say you you are a, definitely a reason why we're doing these movies right now and. Uh, it's been it's been great. This has been like the theme of my my October this year, the weirdest October ever. And uh, it's been every movie has just been hitting the spot. Um, and it and sucks. It, it sucks that Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. That's all I have it, to say. It it truly does because she's she's very talented. But that's like, all I'm fuck, thinking about right now. But fuck her, <laughs> fuck her as well. Yeah, fuck her stupid things. Um, but yeah, <laughs> your words, not mine. Well, yeah, she's a Scientologist. Anyways, Dracula. So. Boozy and Kyle, uh, the Wolfman was a first-time watch for you guys last week. How is Dracula feeling this week? Was this another first-time watch? Yep. Boozy, do you want to go first on this one? He was shaking his head, and he said, yeah. I said, yeah. I Kyle? said, yeah, Kyle. This is my first time watching it, too. Yeah? yeah. Do you want to break it down? Sorry, I think you I should hope go. you guys can't hear my VCR rewinding. <laughs> I just finished watching Friday the 13th Part 6, and now it's rewinding, and it's kind of grinding. I don't know if you, my mic's picking that up. Mm, can just, I can kind of hear it. We're just okay, putting I'll, a cool like VHS uh, filter on top of yeah. the audio. Uh, no, it. Boozy, this is this was your pick, so I think I think you should go first on this one, man. Man, it's so wild, like watching this because this is kind of like I'm assuming this is what Star Wars is for people who haven't seen Star Wars, where it's like you've seen all of this movie without having seen it. That's you know? exactly how I felt. That's Especially exactly because it's like technically they can do the like whole like it's free real estate. It's like everybody fucking shows a scene from Dracula. You know, like yeah. th- all this stuff is iconic and I understand why. No, that's Al- also really terrifying that this movie has no soundtrack other than like the intro. There's no sound, which I think makes it way more creepier. And totally. if they actually would have used like the Nosfront, like the Count Orlock, 
that would probably be the scariest movie of all time. True, but it's also important to notice that uh, I can't remember what year it was, but uh, Nicholas Humphreys, previous guest of the show and friend, um, he he uh, pointed out to me recently that, uh, and I, I knew about this, but I didn't think to check my, my Blu-ray copy of because I own this collection uh, where I have all the Universal Monsters, mo- Universal Monster films um, in a box set. Is a score by Philip Glass, who yeah, was that's a com- from like the nineties. Right. They redid it. Yeah, like he was. He's done soundtracks on movies like uh, "Fuck the Hours." Um, he did an alien the, movie. Yeah, the I Truman think. Show, the Truman Show, the Thin Blue Line, Suspiria, or, right. or like he yeah. he did one of the songs in Suspiria. That was mainly Goblin, but uh, like he he's a very well known uh, composer. And I did not watch this one without with Philip Glass's score, but I want to do that next time. Because if you if you're like me and you own that classic Universal Monsters box set, just know that there is an option to toss on that that soundtrack if you want to. And I would I mean, encourage it because I feel like, uh, as much as I think that this movie is fine without it, uh, I don't think it would hurt. Well, I think any composer who does the music for Josh Trank's Fantastic Four, I think he's pretty easily gonna. Set up something think, pretty interesting for, yeah, you think, for this. You one. think that guy? Do you think that guy knew that that was going to be Josh Tank's fucking Fantastic Four? Josh Tank. I, I think that was I that was the, okay. The that was the that was the lamest dig I've ever done, <laughs> the, and that yeah. was straight up the top of my. I've never heard someone call him Josh Tank. Honestly, it works. It's because it's because it's because it's Phil. His films Tank, bro. He did the Candyman score as well, actually. So it's pretty sick. Yeah, fuck Josh Tank. Yeah, fresh dog. Actually, yeah, that guy's. Um, no. I guess I'll get into my thoughts on this one. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my first time watching it. I think I mentioned last week that I haven't really watched any of the classic Universal monster films. Wolfman being my first one. So this was this was this was something special. Like the way Boozy described it is like watching Star Wars for the first time. I think I definitely agree with that sentiment. I think, like, not even like in horror film but in film in general like so many things have not necessarily ripped off but like have been obviously directly inspired or ripped off to some extent too well this i mean film. if you want to like tie it to even like weird shit is like dude look at like forgetting sarah marshall there, there's sure. like a whole, there's a whole oh part of God, the yeah. but like i'm just like connecting those you know what i mean like so many different genres the, the characters. references but it's not even like now that you bring that up, Boozy, like I'm even realizing now that it's like not even necessarily film. It's just like like public consciousness of what like horror yeah. is. Queen in general, I think, was influenced yeah. by 1931 well, well, Dracula. Like, yeah, especially like the voice. It's like every that's, that's the, the biggest instant. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, that, and you can't really uh, unless like I'm sure there are. Pe- I'm having some weird fucking uh, deja vu right now, which is weird. Uh, but you can't really like. I'm sure there are people who are do like because there were tons of like plays of Dracula. Like there were right. pr- stage play productions of Dracula. But how in the fuck would we know how that Dracula sounds? We we know how we we know that sound that Transylvanian accent because of Bella Lugosi's performance. That's true. And I honestly, know. I saw I saw uh, or no actually no that's not true. I saw Dracula before I saw Ed Wood. To make sure we talk, we reference Ed Wood or talk about Ed Wood right. today because I think yeah, that yeah. that's a perfect companion piece. Bevan, have you seen Ed Wood? I can't say that I have. Okay, it's a Tim Burton movie, and it's all about like uh, the director of Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is like it's like known as like the room of the '60s, like just okay. a terrible movie that was just awful. 
Um, but he cast Bella Lugosi in the film, and this it's a true story. Yeah. And um, that was his last role, right? I think it was Bella Lugosi's last role. It was, yeah. And it's oh. on, uh, honestly, it's, I'm I'm a massive Tim Burton fan. Like I love Tim Burton, and this is him in his prime. And I yeah. I I just I can't not say that Ed Wood is his best movie because it's just it's, it's such amazing. a great it's, a great it's such a great movie. But it gives you a whole other look at the character of Bella Lugosi and like Dracula in particular. Cause like, that's what he's famous for was yeah. Dracula and these universal monster movies. Like he wanted to be cast as the Wolfman and the Wolfman, uh, which came out 10 years after this, but yeah. then he ended up just playing as the, uh, like the gypsy Bela. And, uh, yeah, just, it's, just, it's an incredibly fascinating movie and, uh, just in, in a performance that like, we're still talking about, well, this, nearly a hundred years later, this thing, like not even in the performance, but just the way that we like know vampires today, like this come, like, I mean, obviously it comes from the novel, but like visually, this is like the first time I've ever seen like bat transformations, blood drinking, crucifix, hypnotism, reflection, stay through the heart. Like it's, it's all here visually from what I understand, like in this context, like the first time, like that's, that's groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Like, this is this is the vampire film like and yeah it made all the rules it it made all the rules and the thing about it is it like it's really it's quite smart in that it makes these rules but it also like is aware of the rules it's making it's not like like it makes sense that they're like being self-referential to it they're not just trying to like shove all the shit at you and expect you to make like understand it they kind of take time to put some exposition where like Mm -hmm. it's not too much though at the same time like I don't know what I'm really trying to say. I guess I'm just trying to say that, like, for the fact that they, like, invented these rules within the film, watching it in 2020, it still felt fresh. It didn't feel like 1931 was trying to, like, teach me something new. Like, it, it just made right. sense. I don't know. Totally. Also, I just, I forgot. I've actually been to Transylvania. I've been to Dracula's castle. Pardon that? me? It's true. I, You're I, just telling us now? Yeah, I visited, <laughs> I visited Bran Castle, a.k.a. Dracula's castle. And and yeah, so I remember there being a torture exhibit there. Um, and a fun fact, fun fact is actually Vlad the Impaler had little to do with Bran Castle. So there's really, it's just a tourist attraction basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause Vlad, Vlad the Impaler was based, what was he not just influence for Bram Stoker's story? Yeah. I think it wasn't actually. Yeah. I think he was not Dracula. He was just like a rich person, but yeah. he was kind of like his like essence is what was based off of. Yeah, you know. But that's the other yeah. thing too is that like this the sexiness of Dracula oh, yeah. and and uh, the sexiness wasn't brought in in this film because Be- I at least I personally didn't feel that. I feel like I don't know anything, what dude. I don't no, know. Man. Me and no, Kyle but, feel differently. I we were, definitely we were think Snapchat sexy. I'm not. This. I'm not saying Bella Lugosi's not sexy as fuck. I'm saying that this he it, he didn't make Dracula an 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 inherently sexy creature being from this know, movie man. and this no, performance but i but, entirely disagree no i just want to say that because this is only the second showing of your dracula character in film history ever compared to count orlock this dude was dripping he was like tom Atkins yeah compared to nosferatu compared to dude. count orlock entirely yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, man. but that's what I mean. It, it revolutionized what we no, consider. No, man. But but then what I'm talking about is look at like what Frank Langella did with uh, Dracula in the 70s. Like that's right. that's when it truly became like a sex symbol. And then that's what to me, like and maybe Christopher Lee a little bit. I 
I, I could talk so much know, about I who my Bella favorite track. Yeah, dude, he had hope. He's kind of got this like mystery, you know. He I did feel have, like there, there's yeah, some of course sex he had mystery, there. but dude. he wasn't. He wasn't just like like he was charming. He like and he is charming, but his Charm sex is way. is not a part of his character in Dracula 1931. Mm. At least, yeah, I'm, that was the only like weird part of that. You live for what eternity, and you're not getting late. What are you doing here? Well, see, that's what he's just being like kind of creepy when he's just like, mm, I like this one. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what he does. He don't touch like my like cobwebs. A, he felt like, yeah. more like a villain in that regard, I guess. You know, like yeah. he wasn't so much like he wasn't like this. Uh, you don't really feel bad for him in any way. He, he's just a villain, right? Like he looks like a guy who's going window shopping full knowingly that he's going to take what he wants without paying. <laughs> That's a good point. These are so specific today. But then, but then you look at like even if you look at Bram Stoker's Dracula, you start off with like a decrepit old, um, a decrepit old Gary Oldman, and like that's where you get the whole uh, the Simpsons references where they they riffed on that hard, and he eventually becomes sexy. I don't know if Gary Oldman's ever been sexy, but maybe to some people he can never be sexy. (laughs) Yeah, but like. I don't know. I feel like Christopher Lee has a better chance of being sexy than, than Gary Oldman. I agree. Yeah. Especially more. younger Christopher Lee. God damn. Damn. I think it's pretty funny. Like when, um, when Dracula first goes to like England and he's just rolling up in that like symphony and he's in full Dracula garb. But since it's 1931, it kind of, he kind of fits in. Like he doesn't look that out of place. Dude, you know he looks saying? like Jack the Ripper walking around, which I feel like is what they <laughs> oh, were going for. I think you're right. Like when he's wearing that top hat. Yeah. And he's not like a cane. He's straight up pimping. Got the drip. Ridiculous. Yeah. The Bevin. drip is unstoppable. Bevin, yeah, that's uh, like my, that's my favorite part of these uh, universal movies is seeing the wardrobe and all these dapper gentlemen walking around in their, in their suits and their hats and their bowler I'm sitting, hats. I'm sitting there in my fucking pajamas watching these guys while I eat Doritos. <laughs> but it, aren't the times different? <laughs> yeah, Time, it's crazy. Because like times back in the day, every, everybody had a suit and rode horses and now only rich people do yep. that. Yeah. Yep. Dude, okay, um, kind of going back to an earlier scene, speaking of that, can you imagine when you first saw Dracula in this movie? Because he has such a spectacular entrance. Like, I'm thinking, like, do you think people, like, passed out and shit when they saw this? Like, do you think it Maybe. legit scared apparently, people? Apparently it did. Uh, allegedly. Like, obviously, we're we're talking about this in 2020, and we're all... No, I know. I, I, I'm, not say, I'm not saying that. But, like, it's... I understand that there's actually, like, scary moments in this movie. Obviously, they don't work for us now, but inherently there are. So I'm sure at the time... This probably was like their fucking exorcist or something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it's and that's that's where it's tough to say is like uh, as someone who like I just watched Frankenstein last night and uh, Frankenstein is the one that like and that's in 1931. It's the same year. I find that movie so much more devastating than than Dracula just because like I don't know. Have you guys all seen Frankenstein? Not yeah. Yet. Nope. Holy fuck, you guys! Please watch Frankenstein. It's so good. But there's like. There's a scene in that movie where it's just like, I don't know how I would have handled that in the 30s without like, I'm just going to spoil it for you guys right now. But like, he's playing with a little girl and are you taking your earbuds out? Come on. No, this is barely. I don't know what happened. Dude, it's from the 30s. This is your fault for not seeing it yet. Also, the book is from like the 1800s. Exactly. Times are changing, Kyle. But just just listen here. 
Um, no, but Im- imagine imagine being a film go like be, going to the cinema in the 30s, and you're not exposed to like any movies at this point. Like your films yeah. are, you you're just, watching your the jazz movie. singer. <laughs> yeah, you just sleep on dirt and watch jazz singers. That's your yeah, life. And like, but like he picks up like he's playing with a little girl, and he's like enjoy like they're having fun, and then he they're kind of by a pond, and he picks her up and he throws her into the lake, and she can't swim, so she drowns. And so she's like an eight year old girl. And like, that's how like the whole town starts going after it, like on the wild goose chase for Frankenstein. How hard did he throw her? He was playful with her, but like he didn't know what he was doing because he's a corpse made of fucking body parts and a a random brain that was brought back to life. I feel like that's the risk you take when you want to play with a guy like that. Okay, boozy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Even come on, come on. Even eight-year-old me would be like, "This guy's a little suspect." No, boozy. I feel like if you were to get in a situation with something like that and it had big cans, you would you would be dead in a second. Eight-year-old me being like, "Oh, what's all this about?" I think boozy. You put you put yourself in more dangerous positions on Tinder than that little girl did. That is true. It's a minefield out there. (laughs) But no, like I don't know. It's just kind of like that. That shit is what really scares me, and I don't know. Dracula is just more so the mood. Like, the atmosphere yeah. in the movie is so great. Um, it's really dark. However, like, everything yeah. is really, like, gothic. Like, this is, like, a gothic, like, sensibility, you know? So you guys all love this movie? Um, yeah. I, I generally really enjoyed it. My only, like, it's not a gripe. Like, it's not like I think this movie has many flaws. I just find that there's not a lot for me to chew on as much as, like, The Wolfman or probably other Dude. films like I, I, if you if you were to keep going man you'll see that this is like it's middle of the road universal monsters and that's still great yeah like don't get me wrong like i'm just i'm just not gonna go ahead and say this thing like blew me away but i love what it's doing and i really appreciate what it's doing i think it's beautiful i think its visuals are by far its strong suit um but i do think that yeah like its story is a bit lacking even though its story is kind of revolutionary in it's some just ways a so maybe i'm being I'm being hypocritical in a way, but yeah, this is something we get Bevan's opinion on though. Cause you, you read the book, correct Bevan? Like I've read the book as well, but I want to get your take. Yeah. So, I mean like the book hits on quite a bit cause they spend at like the first third of the book. So 150 pages is spent at castle Dracula, you know, getting That's the what teeth, I wanted. Yeah. That's getting what I the wanted. teases yeah, of the too. vampirisms. Uh, whereas like the movie kind of, the first five minutes kind of info dumps everything about how vampires work on you uh which kind of works though for the time though if you're not familiar with the dracula story but you watch this and you're just like oh yeah castle dracula he has his three wives and they sleep in boxes and they eat blood um so like yeah they eat blood whatever Um, (laughs) (laughs) so like that's kind of good for like an intro but if you're familiar with the dracula story as a whole this this movie really lacks, and like the things that do happen happen off screen, um, and then it just kind of like oh that ends. was budgetary though, which is yeah hilarious. that's fair for sure. I almost I almost don't even think it was budgetary. I think they didn't know what to do because it was such a different thing by bringing in the talkie, like how it's a film with dialogue. Like you gotta you have to bring that into the equation and when you're talking also about what they're able to capable what they're capable of doing. It's probably you also look at, a different ball game back in '31, where you can't oh, just like have a guy eating some chick's neck on screen. I guess, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, I don't know when the last time any of you have watched like Coppola's Dracula, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, but like 
that's a pretty like it's 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 very it's a lot closer to the book than than this one is obviously but it's also made almost 90 like like fucking 60 years later or 70 my math is not good right now <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i'm not good at math um, <laughs> but anyways, we, don't, like we that, don't encourage math here it's a wild movie it's it's fucking crazy and it, kyle and boozy especially as uh i don't know boozy have you seen bram stoker's dracula yeah, yeah that, that one's actually yeah. creepy. I was going to say that would be a movie that both of you guys really like if you enjoyed this at all. Because I like I honestly think that's a better movie than this. But this is also it's just such a piece of history and that's film history. And yeah. it's so quick. Like it's a, it's a what is it? Hour and five minutes, hour and ten minutes. Yeah, something like and, that. I, I love it. Like it, it's still, it's still so enjoyable. Like this, like I had said before, this is middle of the road universal horror for me and I still really enjoy it, but I know what you mean. And I honestly think that like the direction is lacking in this movie. And that actually makes sense now that boozy yeah. had mentioned that, uh, the second unit director that's uncredited might've done more of the work than Todd Browning. Cause that doesn't make a lot of sense that Todd Browning did freaks, uh, like the year after this and it's uh it's a better movie uh, but the like, thing is i just like dracula because i love the character i love bella lugosi and i love the mood of it that's why i like this movie so i hope i don't want to ever come across as i'm shitting on this movie because i really do enjoy it but i'm with you on bevan that it is lacking when it comes in, in terms to the story I think like if anything, I'm just happy like this exists and we have this to look back on. This is like this is like an archival piece. You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of thing that like we need to look back on to like appreciate like anything that's come out in the past 90 years. Like yeah. it's it's just like a seminal piece of film history. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's like the best film ever made, but at the same time it yeah. has so many like so many qualities that make it worth revisiting even like 90 years later. I don't know. I I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on it either, but I just, if I'm just going to be honest, like I think it didn't have a lot. Like, I don't know if I'd watch this right away again, but I'm happy that I've seen it. Like, I think it's essential viewing at the same time. Yeah. I'm Kyle. I know. Cause I, and I know your, uh, your viewing time is limited cause you're a student and you got a job and you're busy and you got other shit going on. Uh, but I've never been more confident in my life about how much you would enjoy the other Universal Monster movies too. Even if, because this is honestly one of the li- like weaker ones, and it's I'm gonna still- have to I'm gonna have to get through them. Um, yeah. One fun fact that I found actually was that do you guys know about the Spanish language? Yep. Dracula. Yep. Or it's Dracula. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> apparently it was filmed on the same set. But yeah, that, like I guess nighttime. it was common practice for them to do that to save money. So they'd That's rotate. Crazy. And I guess the guy who directed the Spanish one would watch the dailies of the other, the original and tried to outdo them on everything. So yeah, apparently the Spanish version is like the same thing, but 10 times better in every way. <laughs> it, yeah. Which it, is the best flex ever. I don't I don't own a copy of that, but I, I have found videos on YouTube of like the comparisons of scenes and it is crazy how much like how how much more well shot the Spanish yeah. version is than the American version. That's interesting. Also, I'm just getting a text from an hour ago from Courtney from the other room just saying that's because Shannon Elizabeth can't act. <laughs> I don't know what we were talking about, but she just texted what? me that like an hour Wait, ago. We did talk about Shannon. What movie was it? Okay, never mind. We don't want to get like, that's not good. No, it wasn't no, a yeah. it was uh, no. cursed. 
cursed. Yes, right. correct. Uh, she hates d- that I like Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> you know what I realized after watching this is the Lost World stole like a ton of the plot line from this movie. Like Jurassic Park, Park, the Lost World. The whole boat scene. Yeah, I was listen. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the okay, boat take, scene? Yeah, when they take the... Okay, Dracula has to go to England, and they have to take the T-Rex <laughs> in two to San Diego. I hate to break it to you, bro, but that's from King Kong. No. Yes. When no, they dude, take the T-Rex... No, when that's they literally take... from Lost World, Jurassic Park. No, no, but I'm talking about the original King Kong. <laughs> How do you think yeah, he no, gets but they, to New the same York? Idea. I don't give a fuck about King Kong. I'm talking about Dracula. Okay, so you're saying that it makes more sense <laughs> for Lost World Jurassic Park to rip off Dracula than King Kong. Okay. Hell yeah. Right, we're here. Bevin, right. when, they, when they do this, I just like to stand back. It's just like... <laughs> this is why me and them have their, so, we're like have brothers. We're, we're like brothers where we fight relentlessly, but we'll kiss and make up afterwards. <laughs> well, whatever that- the case is, I have to back Boozy because I fuck with Lost World for sure. Hell yeah. yeah Lost, well, Lost it's a World great is a horror great movie. movie. No, this is a good way to get Bevan on my side without taking an actual <laughs> stance. Also, why are they always conveniently near wolves? Everywhere they go, they're conveniently near wolves. Well, because wolves play a huge role in the Dracula story, too. Uh, but, like, are they werewolves? Yes. But, like, that's the thing about so, Dracula is that he can turn into a werewolf or a bat. Like that's that's a very key mo- that's a very key element of vampires in general is that they can take the form of werewolves or bats, especially in early Did iterations. Did not know that. Yeah, and that's why, like, when you watch, like, I would encourage anyone if you haven't, like, uh, watch Bram Stoker's Dracula again too, because like, there's some crazy werewolf action in that movie, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But like, it's because that's stemming from the original the original source material. Okay, before you guys had mentioned that you did, like, you guys didn't feel like there was any standout roles, like, other than, like, Bella Lugosi. Oh, I didn't Renfield. That. But Renfield, like, Renfield sure. oh, dude, is yeah. The yeah. Renfield's the Renfield. best shit ever. If you like Renfield, check out Frankenstein, because, like, that's, you'll get all those performances in there. Right, right. Well, oh, he just was losing. Also, okay, can someone explain to me the dirt thing? Why does he need to carry dirt around from his hometown everywhere? Because he came from the mud. He doesn't want to forget the streets. He started from the bottom. Now he's here. Okay, no, come on, Bevan. Do you know this? He like, there's a reason he can't be without this like fucking dirt. Um, I think it's just like a safe haven for him. Like that's where he goes and he recharges. So he has to sleep there, uh, and it protects him. I'm sure there's like some kind of like. I bet there's like a curse. Like parallel. I think there's like a parallel rule with like the vampire can only come in if you invite them into your home. Right. You can only like sleep on their dirt if they let you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like sleepovers in like the bad neighborhood. You can sleep on the floor if, or the dirt if you're lucky. <laughs> Bevan, if you could be any type of universal monster, what would you be? Uh, it'd be for sure the Wolfman. Uh, I only watched the Wolfman for the first this. time. I watched Wolfman for the first time today, but I remember being in high school and like sitting in science class doodling Wolfman in my notebook. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wolfman did fucking you, rules. Did you like the original? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it actually. Yeah. Have um, you have you I seen it before? Your episode. I... No, today was the first time. Uh, but I listened to your guys' episode with Daniel uh yesterday slash today. And I was like, no, I gotta watch this before I go on on the podcast. And his note about um about the soundtrack 
yeah, yeah. the fucking soundtrack in Wolfman is amazing. True. And it kind of made me wish Dracula had a soundtrack because I think it just added a whole lot to Wolfman. Totally. And that's what you see from like, it's kind of cool going back 10 years with like last episode, like Wolfman came out in 1941. Now we're visiting right. Dracula in 1931. Right. And it's kind of crazy to see how far they went forward with the Wolfman in almost every way. Like even in mm-hmm. just a dialogue way, like there, it's just a tighter, it's a tighter movie, but it's still so crazy how well executed to an extent Dracula is like, it's, it's still just such a, I don't know. I I'm, I'm still planting my flag saying I love Dracula as well. I need to make it clear, like how insane the cinematography is in some of these scenes, like especially the nighttime stuff, the stuff at night is fucking insane, oh, God, man. Yeah. Like, I can't, at- like for 1931, this shit looks like, this looks like, this is like avant-garde art house shit that people try to do now that they can't pull off. Like this movie looks yeah. great. Yeah, it's co- it's constantly trying to be. It's been they, people have been trying to replicate this for years, like it was ever Absolutely. since the '30s, and they just the only few people have been able to even hold a candle to it. Okay, I need to talk about Renfield a little bit more here. We need to. There's a few things. So, do you guys think Renfield is the first ever simp? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. He's such mm-hmm. a simp for Dracula. It's, like, yeah, dude, it's unbelievable. I, yeah, honestly, and D, I in my notes for Frankenstein, I have like Victor Frankenstein is such a fucking simp. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> like it, I think that might just be a thing throughout the okay. year. And wait until you see Creature Man. Wait, until, like I I won't say a negative thing about Creature, um, but like. He he's a simp as well. Chaffield, <laughs> right. yeah. lots of simping going around these days. But Renfield, he takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, he really does. Um, also, have you guys ever seen the viral video? College guy falls downstairs. Okay, bit of, I'm sure. Bit of I'm an, sure I might have seen it. Bit of an old, old, old pull. But um, <laughs> I really want to make a mashup of Redfield falling down the stairs near the end to <laughs> College Guy falls downstairs because it's <laughs> so similar that it just fucking made me laugh out loud so much. I need to make that. I'll, I'll post yeah, it. Yeah, he he really gave it his all. He put his <laughs> he body really on the line did. for that one. <laughs> so that's my favorite part about these movies is the like either it's the two extremes, the really contained simple human yet supernatural i know that's i'm contradicting myself and saying that but like um the performances of people like boris karloff and frankenstein like where he can't emote much but he has so much to do with his body language and then there's characters like renfield who are just so fucking insane and at 11 at all times, I love the dichotomy between those types of characters in these movies. And like, that's what makes them so entertaining to revisit and to look back on. And I, I love them. I can't wait to hang up on you guys and go and watch Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. So what did you guys think about like the very end of the film though? I feel like that was the biggest like blue ball. Ever. Absolutely. Like, oh. Right. Blue balls, blue yeah. balls. Extreme. Okay. It was, <sighs> Very few movies have had a worse payoff. Hey, man, it's it's nap time. I gotta go. And they're like, oh, that was convenient. Honestly, like, that was kind of the... That was probably... That was the kicker for me kind of being like, okay, like, I'm left with this feeling like I wanted more. If it wasn't for that ending, I think I would have been like, oh, shit. Like, for what it was, like, it was self-contained. But since it blue-balled me so much, I was like, oh, there's more to the story that I'm not getting. And it 
I just I wanted a little bit more to chew on, you know? Like Oh, dude, I think they like they lost track of where the story was going like 3 quarters of the way through cuz it yeah, turns into yeah. it turns into um Van Helsing being like, I'm going to kill you. And then Dracula would come in and be like, nah, uh And they spent like 15 <laughs> minutes of that. It was such a waste of him doing anything cool. With that being said, though, that's that's my favorite scene and probably in the entire movie is where uh, where Van Helsing like is discovering that he can't see Dracula's reflection. Oh, God, so cool. He's just like, what? There's oh, some fuckery afoot. <laughs> it is it is so funny when Dracula is like about to like pounce on him and then he shows him the cross or the crucifix and he like Yeah, he's like he, he like Oh, man, just be, flashes the Jesus piece on him. He instantly becomes such such a wimp out of nowhere. It's yeah. so funny. Um, Kate, that and technically because he won't drink the wine, does that make him straight edge? Yeah, for sure. J- Dracula's straight edge. Yeah, Dracula's Dracula definitely edge. is not edge. Dracula is not edge. X is up. X is up. Okay, so can a vampire be straight edge if he sucks the blood of an alcoholic? Nope, doesn't count. Yeah, not straight edge. No, I don't think I'm he would. Evan. It would be tainted blood, dude. You no. like if if you could if you could smell it, you'd be like, that's man, cheating, that's cheating, so gross. No, that's, that's cheating? cheating. That's like saying you're straight edge, but you still have unprotected sex. You can't you can't just <laughs> pick and choose what you want. <laughs> No, it's the truth. No, though. you're right. Bitch is right. Truth. You can't These pick and choose. It's like you can't be a vegetarian, but I eat cheese and or, or you can't be a vegan and be like, well, I'll eat eggs sometimes. It's not. Oh. It's the same bullshit. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. some flashbacks. Just a harsh conversation <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Oh. How do you guys feel about this? You guys ready to wrap her up? Yeah, I think sure. so. Do you guys have any last thoughts, Bevan? Do you have any last thoughts on this before uh, we call it a night? Uh, last thoughts. I'd say this movie is very iconic and necessary for what we have today. Um, but if I go back and watch it compared to other Universal monster movies, it's on the lower end from what I've seen. Fair enough. I'm with Bevan, and I still, uh, yeah. Still yeah, I'm with, I think I'm with both. The, I think I'm definitely with you guys on that one, too. Um, I still like this movie a lot, but I, I could see like uh, just where this movie went in terms of its legacy and things that came after it. I think right. it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I, I think I think the best way now, being so far removed from Dracula, is maybe best viewed in like I don't know a small snippet in something or somebody doing kind of a spoof or you know what I mean. Like I feel I feel like that the movie probably in general it can be passed by. Do you know what I mean? Like. I, I enjoyed this movie, but you can see a ton of this stuff. It's been done so many times in regular pop culture that, like, I don't right. really need to be filled in with it that much. I don't yeah. think I'll ever watch this again, honestly. I like <laughs> okay. it. But... It's kind of yeah. interesting, right? Like, I see what you're saying. Like, in a way, you don't need to watch it because you've already seen it before. But at the same time, at the same time, though, I do. I'm really happy that I did see it. Like, no, I am too. But like, was a good experience. Do you think you'd watch this again? No. But I'm happy I saw it once. (laughs) uh, Hey, uh, honestly, I felt that way the first time I saw it. And I've seen this movie like six times. Like, honestly, it's just every time you see it, like, even a weird breed, Mitch, no one. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) But like, but this is like, it's, it is one of those things that's become synonymous with Halloween for me. Like I, it really feels like the, the October season and it, the, all these movies really just fit well with this season and the spirit. And I, 
that's one of the reasons why I love them. And I know that I like I'm probably it will not be 24 months before I visit Dracula again. <laughs> like I, wow. I enjoy I enjoy this movie, and it's funny because I thought I was the one being hardest on this thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think we all enjoyed it. It's I'm just... excited for you guys to see what's to come. I don't think right. we're hard on it. I think we're being like no, reasonable. No, are, I guess. Yeah, reasonable. No. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But before before we close up, first of all, thanks so much for joining us today, Bevan, and thanks so much for like you know constantly mm-hmm. constantly plugging us and. Uh, you know, and actually, just being reaching, a sweet dude. Yeah, reaching out to us and become like we're we're now buddies. Like, yeah. uh, we, thank you. You know, obviously, COVID's a son of a bitch, but when you're in Saskatoon and when this is all over, when we're in Regina, we're gonna meet up and hang out. We're gonna, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're wrestle. In, yeah, we're in we're hugging gonna distance. <laughs> we're gonna take our shirts off and wrestle. Yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just we're all really happy to get get to know people like you, and you know, it's it's nice. So. uh yeah, thanks for joining. But before yeah, we man. close out on on a positive on a really positive note, let's all go around the table and just like right off the top of your head, favorite favorite vampire movie. Bevan, uh, go. Oh God. Um, <laughs> interview oh, you, with interview with a vampire. Yeah, you like that, eh? Tom yeah, Cruise and one. Brad yeah. Pitt. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I like how I go straight for the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, in the movie, Kristen, this is like five or eight or something like that. I just wanted to, you know, give her some give her some glory after bringing yeah. it on. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I'll go next so you guys have a little bit more time. Friday. Yeah, I can see Kyle's Googling what a vampire <laughs> movie is. <laughs> I just had vampire to clarify movie. the one I was going to choose counts. So Okay, so oh. it's a safe zone, Kyle. You can definitely say Hotel yeah. Transylvania. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm saying Fright, Fright Night uh, 1985, which uh, we will be showing the Terror Table and Dark Bridges. We will be showing at the, at the Broadway Theater next Friday on October 23rd on Fright Night and House both fuck yeah, fuck yeah. celebrating the 30 35th anniversary of both films and Fright Night is I like even if we weren't to have been showing that movie I would hands down say that's my favorite vampire movie I love that movie also Cut. just to mention that we are Broadway is following all the covid real rules for anyone who does want to come out Oh, it's going to be extremely strict. It's masks required. Uh, there is also going to be extensive cleaning and spread apart seats. Like by, it's going to be a lot more than what you normally get at like Landmark or or Cineplex or anything like that. Yeah, like if for anyone who would be concerned about something like yeah. that, I realize that we're also re- releasing this to the world where there's places who are listening who are. It's like it is a lot worse <laughs> where they are, and uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you just remind people our population is three hundred thousand. So you know, to, compared to like a billion, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to talk about. Kyle, but yeah. or Boozy, do you have a pick? Let the right one in. Nice, good yeah. pick. You know, I, pick. I was That's gonna like, go with let the right one in, but in hindsight, I'll probably go Fred too. Night of the Living Fred. <laughs> Um, is there just, a vampire Ernest movie? <laughs> just kind of that one, just kind of connected with me, kind of stays with me. You know, John Cena's performance really kind of solidifies things. See, I yeah, thought Boozy go, would go I'd 30. Go Fuck, are you serious? Is that what you're going with? No, Kyle, um, give us go. Boozy went, I was gonna, I was honestly gonna go let the right one in. So, no, like, I, I thought you would say a girl walks home alone. Like, I, I, I straight up thought that's what you were gonna pick. I always like that's my know. second choice. I, 
I would like honestly at this point, like my three favorite vampire films are probably Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, Let the Right One In, and Thirst. Like I really fucking like Thirst. Oh, there you, you go. I thought Bluzy's gonna. Bluzy's been. Uh, you love Thirty Days of Night. Yeah, but I haven't seen it. In a- I remember being two is being a letdown. Two. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, the first sucks. Yeah, don't let two affect the first one, man. Completely different crew. No, but it, it like fucks with the ending. It doesn't fuck with the ending. Dude, I have never seen The Descent 2. Oh, it's not good. Oh, I know that, but like, <laughs> I, I own it. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> to see it. Like that that doesn't affect the descent for me. 30, 30 Days a Night's a good one too. But let either way, this in, is though, I haven't seen 30 Days a Night yet, but let the right one in is just like that shit is so tight. Like it's yeah. such a well crafted film. It's right up there for me. All right, you guys all good? Bevan, you yeah. got anything to plug? You got a YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, I have a YouTube channel. channel. If you YouTube guys channel into... and Instagram. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, Bevan Boychuk all around. If you're into comic books or action figures, uh, that's me. I will I will show you comic books and action figures and talk about them. Will you sell them? On is video that form. What, is that what your YouTube channel is called? Boychuk? Yeah. YouTube.com slash Bevan Boychuk. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Bevan's the homie that can get you caught up on all of your favorite X-Men and Spider-Man needs. I know we talked about that recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have been crushing the hell out of the Spider-Man cartoon on Disney+. Plus. I saw it. Me, too. Yeah. It's it's so good, man. Like, it's so good. I it love X-Men so well. well. Yeah, yeah, those both of those 90s cartoons are so good. They're I just so watched good. the... I just watched the crossover episode where the X-Men yes. were on Spider-Man. Oh, man. Yeah, that was so mind-blowing as a kid. I also, like, I have a yeah, very vivid... I have a last note about our Dracula episode. One of the, my first memories with Spider-Man is the Morbius episode um, oh, in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, I, I loved the Morbius episode, and I am not looking forward to that movie. <laughs> I just but remembered about that. That's so I lo- funny. <laughs> I just always thought, it, I was like, this is so weird that there's a vampire in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, but either way, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's right, no well, weirder than a giant lizard, I guess. That's very true. Very that's true. Fair. Very true. All right. Well, thank you guys so much li- for listening to another episode of The Terror Table. And we will see you guys next week when we're talking about Kyle's pick, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Stay spoopy. Bye. Bye. Bevan, say bye. Bye. Fucker. Bye.